All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 14.5 or mini episode four of Eat, Drink, Write, and Urban Fantasy Whiteboard. I am Sherry Ellison. I'm Taylor Ellison. And today we are going to finish up that uh, topic that we had started with voice. We were going to do voice and style, but we didn't have time to do the style. So we're going to do the style part of that today. We'll just jump right in because this is supposed to be short. Um, I have a definition. Do you have a definition? I sure do. Do yours first. Okay. Uh, the, liter the literary element that describes the way an author uses words. And also, it is the technique that an individual author uses in his writing. It varies from author to author and depends upon one's syntax, word choice, and tone. What do you yeah. have? Yeah, the way you communicate your ideas and attitude through writing. Um, it can also be described as a voice uh, that readers listen to when they read the work of a writer. Um, so we talked about voice last week, but that was more about character voice um, right. and more about the writer's voice. Okay. Oh, that's a good way to put it. I, I didn't think about doing that. Uh, it's, it's, to me, it's like the composition of sentence structure, word choice, all of that put together and you kind of form, I guess, a mood. Yeah. You know, kind of think about how you describe clothing types. You know, you've got formal and goth and pe preppy. That's probably way before your time, but boho. Do you still have, <laughs> do you still have preppy in, in this time? We did back when I was in uh, high school. Little Izod shirts, polo yeah. shirts. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Polo shirts. Yeah. So yeah, back in the eighties when I was a kid, that was my teenage years was back, you know, in polos and I, I was not the preppy kid. I was more goth and boho. <laughs> <laughs> You're still boho. Kind of, kind of, sort of. What will we describe you as? independent <laughs> I, I i like that independent is a good that's that's a good word for it i, I like that i don't know how to describe daddy no ag boy <laughs> yeah ag boy that's a good one yeah fraternity i mean fraternity boy but not preppy yeah ag, ag fraternity okay that was totally off point but i have forms of style and types of, of style. And then I've got examples to try to help our listeners kind of get an idea of what we're talking about. Yeah, I've got, I've got types of style and then I have um, a few tips for finding your own style. So yeah, that is going to be super helpful. I wish I had come up with something like that, that I can't wait to hear what you have to say. I'll start with forms of style. Okay. I have original, which is where someone talks like nobody else does. That's remember last, was it last week? Whenever we talked about writing out the accent. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that, except for like no one else does. It's, it's totally a unique style. Then yeah. you have informal, which is the way a lot of the first person point of view is done. Right. And the way we kind of think. Yeah. And then there's formal, which is more articulate and proper. And then there's journalistic, which I started out majoring in journalism. So it's a totally different type of writing. It's very clipped, factual, you know, just the facts, ma'am. Mm -hmm. And then uh, <laughs> archaic, which is like old English using 
words from older times and I came up with dilly dilly. That's oh, my, my favorite. My, I, have a, I have a football shirt for University of Georgia that says dilly dilly on it. I love those yeah. commercials, but Bud Light, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Dilly dilly. But anyway, that's an archaic term. And then I have examples that I was going to read, but I don't know if I'm supposed to read yet or if you want to talk about types first. Let's talk about, let's talk about some types. Okay. I have four different types, which are conversational, persuasive, descriptive, and narrative. Yeah. And mine are almost the same, except I also have um, expository added in there. What's expository? So, so expository is like, it explains a concept um, imparting information from themselves to a wider audience. So it's very factual. It's very straight to the point. Um, like explanatory. Is yeah. explanatory a word? It sounds funny right now. <laughs> so so I, I, we don't usually talk about what we're drinking and eating on our little mini ones, but um, I've perfected my, my keto kamikaze. <laughs> I probably ought to not drink kamikazes while we're doing these podcasts, but yeah, it makes them great. It's um, really good. But yeah, the like examples would be like textbooks or how-to articles, recipes, news stories, you know, very straight to the facts kind of thing. See, I remember back in school when they taught us how to write like essays, there was persuasive essays and I guess expository was the explanatory essays where you're explaining to someone how to do something. Yeah. But how does this apply to urban fantasy? That's no, it doesn't necessarily apply to urban fantasy. It's more just like in terms of style in general. So there are different styles. Okay. And this, it, this is a style not necessarily used in urban fantasy. Okay. Okay. So I have, I have uh, different types of examples of all the things that I talked about. Yeah, go for it. We're ready for that. Yeah. So like original is, it's all the same sentence um, that I'm using, but all in different types of style, the original, informal, formal, journalistic, and archaic. Okay. So the um, original example is no such a thing, which sit, such is S-I-C-H, U-H, and then T-H-I-N-G, and tea cake retorted. And this is from Their Eyes Were Watching God. And then that's a 1978, page 205 from Zora Neale Hurston. So no search a thing. And then informal is nothing like that ever happened. Tea cake replied. Formal is with great fortune that happenstance did not become a reality. Tea cake stated. Journalistic, it did not happen. Tea cake said. Yeah. Archaic, uh, verily, it was a circumstance to be noted that appeared not so much to have been a reality as to have evolved as a thing that had not yet come to be. Tea cake impelled. Yeah. So all of those are the same sentence, but in different styles. So that, to try to give an idea to our listeners as to what style means. Right. Yeah. And then I have, if you... If you, if you want to consider the differences, listen to the following sentences. Let's, let's go that way. Yeah. He's passed away. That's one. He's sleeping with the fishes. That's two. He died. 
That's three. He's gone to meet his maker. That's four. Right. He kicked the bucket. That's five. So all of those are saying the same thing, but in very different styles. Right. So, um, and I got all of these from readwritethink.org, okay. which is a very interesting site. And I'm trying to remember if there was something else I was supposed to read or not. If there was, I didn't highlight it. <laughs> probably that might be all I have. <laughs> you were going to be drinking kamikazes. You probably should have highlighted some stuff. <laughs> I probably should have. You're not wrong. All right. Um, well, to kind of piggyback off of your types of style, I'm going to kind of go through and give like an idea of what each one is. Okay. Um, tell me. So I went through expository. It explains a concept. Very dry, very uh, straight to the facts. Descriptive type of style is painting a picture in words of a person, place, or thing for their audience. And that would be in like poetry or in a journal or a diary, um, descriptions of nature, fictional novels and plays, that kind of thing. Persuasive would be, you know, you're trying to convince the audience of a position or belief. So you're kind of inserting your own opinions into your work. Okay. Um, and that would be in like cover letters or letters of complaint or advertisements or yeah, letters persuasive of writing was always my favorite type of essay to do. I love to try to convince people to do stuff. Well, you're a lawyer, so. <laughs> I, I am. That is my job. So I do like that. You're right. And then uh, narrative is one that I think most, um, most of our listeners and uh, urban fantasy writers and um, urban fantasy readers are probably more familiar with, um, is you're constructing and communicating a story complete with characters, conflict, and settings. Okay. Um, so novels and novellas and short stories and anecdotes. And um, what was that one called? Uh, narrative. Narrative. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But do you think that that only applies to third person type thing or do you think narrative can be first person? Yeah, ab absolutely not just limited to third person. I think, okay. can, I think, you know, a first person narrative is urban fantasy. That's what an urban fantasy is. Uh, if you write in first person, not saying that okay. has to be first person, but, okay. um, most of what I write, I would absolutely consider to be a narrative novel and not, not just because, um, you know, it's first person, but because of the way that it's written. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely not persuasive. Well, I mean, I suppose it could be because some first person, it could be a persuasive style in that your main character might be trying to persuade the reader of a certain series sure. of, yeah, I can see that, but I think that would be rare I in think so, urban fantasy. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then what I have next is tips for finding your style. Are yes. you, you're done with your notes? I am. I'm done. Okie dokie. Um, so the first bullet that I have is understand your topic and know which writing style you're interested in. Okay. So if you're writing and you're listening to this and you're probably an urban fantasy fan just because of of the title of this podcast. Um, but if you're not, like just in general, understand what you want to write and what you want to convey with the information you're putting in your writing. Read other books, all kinds, you know, especially those whose style you'd like to write in. Uh, so I love reading Patricia Briggs and I love reading Alona Andrews and, and they both have their own style to me. I can pick apart, you know, which book is which just by reading an excerpt from their books. Yes. I could probably tell you who wrote what based on how they word things and the, the sentence structures that they use and that kind of thing. Doing this also can, allows, yeah. 
can I make a comment about Alana Andrews? Yeah. Alana Andrews. So speaking on style, her very first, well, her, I say her is there. It's the husband and wife team. Their very first book had a very different style than by the time we got to the last book of that series. Their very first book was actually to me a little bit difficult to read. Agreed, um, yeah. It was, it was more formal. It, she had, they didn't use the contractions. It wasn't a comfortable setting. By the time we get the, their style progressed by the time they got to the last book was a very comfortable, casual, we're right in the main character's head type style. Right. Which I do have a point on that where it's, you know, your style often comes through with practice and determination. Um, mm -hmm. It often happens while you don't even notice that it's happening. Uh, the development of style is um, continuous. I don't think it's like, oh, boom, you've decided your style and there it is. I think right. it's that is developed and continuously developed as you um, continue writing. I wonder if they realized that their style changed as it went. Well, you know, in terms of that, I think back on the book that I wrote when I was 18, my style has completely changed. Yeah. And, and you realize that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I imagine that they probably do too. I'm, I'm sure, you know, people love the Kate Daniels series. So. Yeah, it's, it's like they became comfortable with themselves as writers as that series progressed. So that by the time they got to the end of that series, they are truly fantastic. Not that yeah. the first one wasn't fantastic too. It was just, it was a little bit um, more stilted. Right. I don't know if that's the right word, but it, it, their style definitely changed and, you know, maybe it followed their character arc because Kate also changed throughout the entire yeah, thing. Yeah. Maybe they started that book stilted on purpose because Kate was kind of stilted. Right. You know, she was, yeah. she was in this little bubble of how she thought her life was going to be. And then by the time she gets to the end of the series, She's a totally different person, just like their style, I think, progressed. And maybe that was on purpose. You know, they're, they could have been. Yeah, they're I have no idea. brilliant writers, so it's quite possible. They are very good. I'm oh, sorry. Write, <laughs> it's okay. Um, write, write, and write some more. You have to continuously write. I find that, you know, daily, daily writing exercises helps a lot. I like prompts on occasion, but what I do uh, is less of a prompt and more, I guess it's a prompt. Um, but I get, I think I've talked about it before on the podcast where I get sentences from my friends or my family and then I write a page based yes. on that sentence and I have to use that sentence somewhere in that page. Yes. Um, and that has helped me develop uh, a lot of my writing over, over the years. Cause I've done that since I think 2013, so seven years now. You, you think that that has changed, helped change your style as you did that? I think it's helped me to find a style. Okay. Um, I don't know that's it's I mean I guess it might have changed it just because I've been practicing with it pretty often and uh you know I'll go back and read the old ones that I've done and I'm like oh <laughs> like you know I cringe at it. <laughs> like god bless that was that's not what I write anymore that's not yeah. how writing is anymore so it, I you know definitely my style has changed and the way that I write has changed over over the time of doing those sentence exercises for sure you know it's a I think it's a muscle that you can help get stronger. The more you do it, the more, like you said, the more comfortable you're going to get 
the further you go. Yeah, and that's you, what I was about to say the same thing. I think that the more you write, the more comfortable with you with yourself you are. You you know, especially when you go back and read things that are really good, you're like, oh my God, I did something really good. This is this is awesome. Well, you know, since I've submitted my book, you know, I've been like, oh, you know, it's not, it's not actually that good. You know, I've submitted it and now like, it's not going to go anywhere. And then today, you know, I have, I have it submitted to three agents. So I have, um, separate, uh, drafts now, you know, for each agent and I'm continuously editing for the other agents who don't have the full draft just in case I right. ask for more. I'm like, okay, I want to want to fix things. Right. Uh, or, you know, in case I ask for more, I want it to be better than what it is. Right. And uh, so I was, you know, recently it's been, it's been about a month, I guess, almost a month uh, since I've touched that book. And so today I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to start going through it and like kind of editing things and, and that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, but it's, it's terrible. It's, it's awful. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to post a meme from Tangled on our website for y'all to look at. This is exactly, exactly what she's going through right now. I yeah. will post it. Come check it out. I know exactly what meme you're talking about, but uh, <laughs> I, so I opened, I opened my book and I was going through searching for specific words to take out, um, you know, the was, be, are, you know, how can I change sentences to make it sound better kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh so as I'm going through it, I caught myself, oh, I'd be reading a whole page and then two pages and then three pages. And I was like, this is not what I was here for. I was here for words. So it's, it's actually, um, I enjoyed reading it. And I don't remember why we got off on this tangent. I don't either. It's talking about style and how you've developed your style and becoming comfortable in your writing. Yeah, yeah. And so like, I've realized, you know, I am getting more comfortable with, with my writing. And I do trust in it to some degree, because I think I also caught more mistakes and Anyway, that's a conversation for another time. But, you know, I am getting more comfortable with my style and how I enjoy writing. So Yeah, I, because I was, I had just edited recently as well to get my three chapters done for one agent and 20 pages done for another. I'm kind of in edit, editing brain too. And I need to continue editing because I changed a lot. You, you helped me find that one of my problems with, my style is I do a lot of telling, not showing. And I don't know that that's my style, but, but I find it in all of my books. So I think it is kind of a style issue that I have, but I, after going through those first three chapters, I'm really excited about my book again. So as opposed to you, I'm up on this high going, Oh, this is really good. And uh, You guys have got to check out this meme. I will post it as soon as I can, I hopefully will have it posted before this hits the airways, but, um, very funny. It's you all will all understand. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So to continue on, uh, the next bullet I have is use your own experiences as a springboard. Um, start with what, you, with what you know, since it's familiar to you, you have your own voice. You are as a person, you, you do have your own voice and think about how you tell stories to other people. Um, and think about your personal word choice and, and, is that going to be useful to you in your writing? Because uh, that can provide a unique outlook on what you're writing about, be it urban fantasy or fantasy or whatever. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Do you think that different books should have different styles or do you think that your style is your style all the way through? Honestly, I think that your style is probably your style all the way through, albeit changing as you write more. Um, okay, because I was just, 
thinking, you know, my very first book was that high fantasy, which is a little bit more formal yeah. than freaking fairies where, you know, it is, and it is a different style. Yeah, it is. I, I think that's a, that's a good point, but I, you know, I've read, I've read all of your books and I think all of them have a feel that's that I, I can pinpoint, oh, this is one of my mom's books. Like I, yeah. I can feel because of my word choice and yeah. all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was just, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just, that, that came to me and I was curious. Yeah, no, of course. I think, I think that was an interesting thing to bring up because I have read all of your books um, from your very first one to freaking fairies now. And I think, I think all of them do hold the same style. And, and also I just started um, another Elona Andrews series and they are very much the same style. Um, interesting. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's interesting to, to see how different books are under the same author. So. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Patricia Briggs is a good example of that as well. Her yeah. gosh, Raven something series was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember it off the top of my head. I'll post it on the website, but yeah, her style is we know, but she is succinct and professional and snarky and, and yet clean. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how to describe her other than she's just brilliant. Yeah. I mean, she has a very defined style. She does. And we yeah. all know it when we see it. Yeah. No, I, I love her writing. Mm -hmm. um, be aware of what makes your own observations unique. So kind of along the same vein, like take what you know um, and apply it to what your style might be. You know, how do you think of the world? use that in your writing because your, your view of the world is going to be unique from Joe Bob over there. Right. Or, you know, Jane Doe, you know, your, your outlook is also very unique. And, and I think that that's usable in your, in your writing. Okay. Um, also use the senses. That's a very good way to, uh, to bring style in because you can focus on senses in a variety of ways. Um, you can focus on how strong was that smell? versus, you know, do I notice smell at all? I don't really notice smell that much. So, so it's more on hearing. Like, or I've got a super smeller, as my family all says. So is that, would that be my style? Because I write, as, a, as an individual, I smell things so strongly. Do you think that that relates into my style because I tend to write more about the sense of smell than other things? I think it could for sure because you probably notice smell more than other people do. I probably do. And, okay. and because of that, maybe you write about it more. Maybe you write more about like the sense of things as opposed to all the things that you hear or something like that. Okay. Um, granted, yeah, because I'm deaf. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, only a little bit, but. <laughs> only a little bit. But I mean, you know, it's, we've talked about using the senses before, um, but I think it is, you know, an interesting outlook on the things that we focus on as individuals and how we can bring that into our own writing. Okay. Uh, yeah. So be aware of the words you use and how you structure sentences. So do you typically use long sentences, long flowery sentences? That's part of a style. 
Um, do you use short, clipped, you know, very straight to the point sentences? Because that's also part of a style. See, but but sometimes, like I'm thinking of my characters, the way I write Beck is very different than the way I write Trick. Right. Trick uses these very complex words, but I, I think that in between, the narrative is my style, and my style is going to stay the same consistently between the books, just because my characters, one is super brilliant, and the other one is just normal. Um, she's, she's just normal, but I think my style, I guess, comes through in the narrative because the sentence structure that Trick uses is totally different than the sentence structure that Beck uses. Beck is like, what? Really? And Trick is analytical and, but I think the narrative in between where I'm describing things is where you're talking about the style coming through maybe? I think so because, you know, dialogue and the way that your character thinks is obviously going to be different. Well, hopefully going to be different from book to book. Um, but the way that you like, said describe things the way that you view things the way that you get across your point to your reader okay uh, I think can be varied depending on your word choice you probably have favorite words that you use and you don't even realize it probably uh, so yeah and then you probably use you probably either have the habit of using long sentences or you probably have a habit of using shorter sentences it, mm -hmm. it, you know I I'm part of a um, a writing group on Facebook and one thing that I noticed in one of my members works is that she constantly uses semicolons and she oh. uses all the time to separate sentences and I'm like you know you can use periods you can like vary that a little bit but she uses semicolons all the time so that's like one of her habits that she does okay okay and I think it's going to be things like that that kind of influence your style know the rules of writing and then break them if you want to because that's right. part of a style uh, experiment and test the limits, give yourself a, a unique voice in doing so. Cause like, if you know the rules and you know how to break them, then that's a way that you can define yourself and make yourself unique. Yeah. And then all in all style comes through with practice and determination. So, um, the more you write, the more comfortable you're going to get with your work, the more you're going to figure out what kind of voice you're trying to portray. Um, and, and again, you're not necessarily actively thinking about your own style. A lot of the time it just happens. And I think that that's normal. And because I've definitely never thought about my own voice when writing my books, but I think I have one. Right. So. I think you do. Okay, cool. I, and I guess I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, thank you for listening. <laughs> um, we are a work in progress with this long distance thing. I, yeah. I don't know how long this is going to be. We've got some other. Um, programs that we might try to use because this one sometimes goes in and out. There are some things that I'm, I'm not super happy with as far as the sound quality. Um, so yeah. bear, bear with us. Um, we're all in this together. We're giving you something to do while you're in quarantine. Hopefully that you're enjoying this. Definitely. Um, we are thinking about you guys. We want you all to be well and be safe. Don't forget, we do have still free merch to, to give out spiral notebooks, calendars, which you can stick on your um, uh, refrigerator. They're, they're magnets. Sticky notes that you can use. Email us. Leave us a review somewhere. We've got, we're on YouTube now, iTunes, wherever you can leave us a review, that would be great. And then email us at eat.drink.write.podcast at gmail.com. 
our main thing is our website. Come check it out. I'm going to post that meme we were talking about today. EatDrinkRightPodcast.com. All of our social media, everything's on there. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. Come, come check us out. Please think about supporting us. It is at patreon.com slash EDW podcast, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash EDW podcast. Uh, thank you guys for your support. And again, stay safe. Thanks, guys. <laughs>